This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Good morning and welcome to worship. Today's the final Sunday in the Christian church year, and today the Lord directs our attention to that grand day, the last day, when he's coming again. He calls on us to be dressed and ready. This morning's gospel lesson in the words of our sermon text today, Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 40. Jesus says to each of us, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. Be like people waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Blessed are those servants whom the master will find watching when he comes. Amen, I tell you. He will dress himself and have them recline at the table, and he will come and serve them. Even if he comes in the second or third watch, they will be blessed if he finds them alert. But know this, if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. You also be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you are not expecting him. The words of our Savior. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Lord, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, she was beyond excited. She couldn't sleep. She'd spent all of the previous day cooking and cleaning and now here she was, it was 4 a.m. She was already dressed and ready, baking a few final goodies, just watching and waiting. You see, their daughter, their only child, had been away at her first year of college, a college that was several states away. And today was the day that she would be coming home for Thanksgiving break. Prior to this, the two of them had hardly ever spent a, even a day apart. Mother, daughter, sure, but really, they were more like best friends. She hadn't seen her daughter since the middle of August. And so here she is, three months later, up on the edge of her seat, watching and waiting and getting ready for that wonderful Thanksgiving break to spend with her beloved child dressed and ready. Today the Christian church bids adieu to another church year. All Christian church year long, we have been listening to the words of our Savior, words that he has spoken to us that have procured for us forgiveness and life and salvation. And he promises us today as the church year ends that he's coming soon. How much longer are we going to have to wait? Will it be a few more days? A few more years? Might it be a couple more millennia? There's no way for us to know for certain. Jesus said he's coming soon, but clearly by that he means that we ought to always consider the urgency of being ready for his grand reappearing on the last day. 
He tells us that he's coming at an hour when we won't expect it, like a thief in the night. And because of that, he tells us to live our lives, to constantly be ready, dressed and ready. As we wait for Jesus to come again on Judgment Day, to usher in the glory that he won for us, we're going to want to guard ourselves against two different dangerous extremes. On the one hand, we don't want to grow impatient. I mean, let's not get angry or filled with despair if Judgment Day doesn't come as quickly as we believe it ought to come. Don't get me wrong, it's going to be great, like that mother looking forward to a Thanksgiving break with her daughter. The Lord has told us that when he comes again, he is going to bring us things that defy adequate description, that are beyond our wildest imagination. But as we wait, we need to exercise patience, as the Lord has been patient with us. He knows exactly when the right time is to usher in the glory that he won for us. But there's another extreme. We want to be careful not to grow indifferent as we wait either. In other words, let's never be found thinking to ourselves, well, 2,000 years ago he said I'm coming soon. He still hasn't come. It's probably not going to happen. And so I'm just going to go ahead and live my life. And if I need to get ready, someday I'll get ready. There'll be plenty of time for that. Those two great extremes, impatience and indifference, how do, we, how do we fight against those? By going back to the words and the works of Jesus. Did you notice he doesn't kind of drop a hint here that he is coming back? He puts it in writing. He says in verse 40, you also be ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you are not expecting him. Okay, so we don't know when the Lord is coming again on Judgment Day, but we do absolutely know what he wants for us in the meantime. Jesus here in our text is using the analogy of a master and his servants. The master has gone away. He's attending a wedding. And he doesn't have a cell phone that he can call his servants and say, well, I'm on my way home now. They don't know exactly when to expect him. He might get home early in the evening. Maybe it'll be a little later in the evening. Maybe it'll be in the middle of the night, the second or third watch of the night. The second watch would be from 9 p.m. till midnight. The third watch would be from midnight till 3 a.m. But it doesn't really matter because his servants have been watching. They've been waiting. They're, they're not goofing off because the boss is gone. They're not just kicking back, sitting around idly by. They have their lamps burning, and that way they know that they'll have light ready for their master whenever he comes back. They're dressed, they're ready for service. They're actively doing their work right until the very moment that he comes home and pulls in the driveway. And when he does, they'll go out immediately and open the door for him and welcome him home. Do you see what Jesus is saying to you with this parable? I mean, this is why he told it. You and I, we're those servants. And we are waiting for our master, our savior, to come back. He's at a wedding banquet. 
In fact, he's been there for the last 2,000 years. The Bible describes heaven as a glorious wedding feast. When his work was completed, Jesus ascended back into heaven. That's the wedding banquet that he's attending. But before he left, you know, he gave us work to do. And more than that, he gave us all the reason in the world to want to do the work that he sets before us. As he left, our Savior called on believers like us to serve him. I want you to know this morning, dear Christian, that you are dressed and ready. You know why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ dressed himself in your human flesh and blood. The almighty and eternal Son of God became true man, took on our human flesh and blood to live among us as our substitute, our brother. You are dressed and ready, and you know why? Because the Lord Jesus, because he loves you so much, took the filthy garments of your sin off of you and put them on himself and went to the cross and suffered in your place. And he rose again in glory. And when he brought you to faith, he dressed you in the perfect robe of his holy life so that when God now looks at you through faith in Christ Jesus, he sees his own son, the perfect holy record of Jesus covering your life. You are his. You are dressed and you're ready for that grand last moment. When he brought you to faith, God gave you garments that belong to family members. You are dressed in faith as God's dearly loved child, dressed and ready, and, and your lamp is burning. Because God the Holy Spirit has put the oil of God's grace into your heart to keep your lamp of faith burning for Christ. He's given you faith to trust in Jesus and to believe all that the Bible tells you that he's done for you. And even when Satan wants to come and use all of his worst to try to convince you differently, still the Holy Spirit pours that oil of grace into your heart to keep your lamp burning so that you can say, no, Jesus loves me. I know that, I trust that, because that's what the Bible says. So get behind me, Satan. And when you step back, I mean really step back and look into the Word and see yourself clothed with Christ, dressed and ready for the coming of Jesus, free from every single one of your sins, when you see in the word yourself dressed and ready, now you are ready for service in the kingdom. Dressed and ready for service. Friend, don't try to do your Christianity from the sidelines. Don't sit idly by. Don't waste this precious time of grace that God has given you goofing off while the master is away. Let Jesus find every single one of us actively serving the Lord right up until that glorious moment of his grand return on the last day. Dressed and ready for service. Now, what that's going to mean for you depends on your situation in life. For some of us, that's going to mean being dressed and ready for full-time service in the preaching or teaching ministry. Dressed and ready for serving. For some, it might mean what? Sharing God's word uh, with the little lambs here in our, our Sunday school. For some, it might mean serving on some board or committee. 
For others, it might mean just helping out around here at church or school. For some, it might mean just letting their light shine in the workplace so people can see the love of Christ streaming from them. For parents of little children, it'll mean spending time teaching their own little children about Jesus and and modeling their faith for their children in the home every day, dressed and ready. For all of us, I would think it would mean making time every single week to be dressed and ready to gather here in the Lord's house with our, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to come here every week to get that medicine that our sin sick souls need, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to recharge our spiritual battery to take a break from this wearying world, to praise and thank God for another week of grace and mercy, to encourage each other in the faith, to build each other up, to carry each other's burdens, to love one another. Dressed and ready for service. Living in faith every moment of every single day. Living a life of constant expectation in constant hope and readiness because our master is coming back. And then what? Did you notice how intent Jesus was that you wouldn't miss this next point? He started out by saying, amen, I tell you. That's Jesus' way of saying, look, here comes something important, and I don't want you to miss it. Amen, I tell you, he says. He will dress himself and have them recline at the table, and he will come and serve them. Did you get that? Jesus is talking about what it's going to be there in heaven, and it's a complete role reversal. The servants are dressed and ready for service. They watch, they work, they wait for their master to get home. But when he arrives, lo and behold, he starts serving them. He seats them down at the banquet table. He dons his waiter outfit. He goes and prepares a meal for them. He takes their order. He comes and he he serves them their dinner. Whoa, didn't see that coming, you think? Well, then again, I guess we did. I mean, this is Jesus serving And we've seen him doing that before, haven't we? The night before he died, remember Jesus got down on his hands and knees and washed the feet of his dear disciples. Later that evening, gathered around the table, the master servant served his disciples the Lord's Supper as he instituted it for us Christians to eat and to drink. The very next day at Calvary, The Lord Jesus served up himself as that perfect lamb of sacrifice on that old rugged cross. Jesus told us flat out, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, for you, for me. And he's coming again. I mean, when the Lord Jesus looks at the history of this world and says of this present world, it is finished, When Jesus comes again in glory with all his holy angels on the last day and every eye sees him, when he raises us up from the sleep of death and gathers us to that incredible wedding reception that we call heaven, he seats us at the table. 
This is the moment that he's been waiting for, the moment that we've been waiting for, and it's going to last for an eternity. We sit at the table and recline, and we're never dogged by sin or temptation or any of its evil shrapnel ever again in our lives. The Lord serves us with the finest gifts of heaven. No expense is spared. He will come and serve them. That's why we're watching and waiting. Believers, who has it better than we do? No one. Be dressed and ready for service. Stay ready for Jesus. Serve him in faith. And then let's go and find others who don't yet know Jesus, and let's share the good news of who he is and what he's done for us sinners so that they too can be seated at the banquet table with us forever in heaven's glory. And that way, as they receive Jesus with a heart of faith, when he comes again, they will go and immediately open the door and welcome him. So what do you think? Any chance that that mother whose daughter's been gone to school for three months completely forgets that she's coming home for Thanksgiving? Forgets to cook or clean? Stays in bed and sleeps through her entire Thanksgiving break? Not a chance. Her daughter's coming home and she wouldn't miss that for the world. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming again to take us home to heaven's glory. Friend, don't you miss that for the world. Blessed are those servants whom the master will find watching when he comes. He could come today or tomorrow. So keep your lamp burning, believers. Stay in the game. Live in constant hope and expectation. Be dressed and ready for Jesus. Amen.